Yeah, this stuff is careful. That will screw your relationship up because all this stuff is, it's like the positive power of positive thinking and think about the things that you want and be who you want to be and it's all going to be great. This is bullshit. Like the universe is out to fucking kill you. Guys, welcome back to Adventure Radio. Today we have a special treat for you. We have Will Gadd. Will Gadd is a Canadian ice climber and paraglider pilot. He's a Red Bull athlete and he's an all-around, just uh, he's a crazy guy. So really interesting conversation here, guys, about what it takes to put your, um, put your mind and your body on the line for, um, for basically the thrill of, of climbing and, and gliding as well. Will Gadd is a really super inspirational dude. He's done some crazy stuff in his life and uh, yeah, it was really great to talk to him. So please enjoy the show. Before you do, head to audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio. Get your one free audiobook and 30 day free trial. If you're not using Audible, you should be. Also, guys, head to www.adventurefittravel.com. Check out all the trips we've got coming up. Use the code word radio for 10% off. Guys, our product is absolutely amazing. If you guys are ready for a holiday with like minded people at awesome parts of the world, all the activities, tons of training, tons of mindfulness, yoga, all that cool stuff. And also drinking lots of beers. <laughs> well, that's probably not the best way to put it. Drinking a few beers, eating lots of cool food. Oh, cool food, that sounds ridiculous. Anyway, um, our holidays are a great mix, guys. If you're ready for a holiday and you want to do it with, uh, with Adventure Fit Travel, then we're ready to have you. So use the code word RADIO for 10% off any and all of our trips. Here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. Guys, welcome back to Adventure Fit Radio. We are here with a great man, Will Gad, coming uh, coming to us live from somewhere on the other side of the planet, <laughs> from uh, Tasmania. <laughs> uh, before we before we throw to Will and welcome him in um, officially, we will uh, officially welcome him in. Yes, with uh, with Tommy's tribute. Right on. Alrighty, here we go, man. Well, I've. Uh, I've covered a, uh, a Green Day song, mate, so um, I, ho- I hope you enjoy it. Just going to quickly check to make sure this is in tune, so uh, one sec. There he is, there he is. Don't mind me, Will, just... Uh, Professional setup. Up. we're running here, Will. <laughs> Could have done this before the show, I reckon, Tom. Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. And... Hey, Mr. Gad, tell me about the cold weather. I want to know what it's like to freeze your willy get off. Cause you're a climber and you are a pilot. 
you when I had a kid, I would like to name it Charlotte. You don't get a say. So tell me what it's like to fly so high. I wanna feel that adrenaline rush. You've got world records that no one dares to reach. There's only one thing left to say. Let's I think that you and I should become mates. I'm telling you, Willie, there's nothing left to say. Uh. Let's go climbing, I swear it would be fucking memorable. Let's hope the show right now is just as fucking unforgettable. Uh. <laughs> there you go, mate. Hey, mate, well done. I don't think we've ever had a tribute sung to me before. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Not really so much of a serenade, more as a, more as a tribute, but um, could have gone sexual. Didn't, didn't choose to in the end. <laughs> didn't choose to. Yeah, I, I wasn't quite sure where that was going to go, but right on, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, Will. Welcome to the show. Thanks, <laughs> great to be here. Hey, Will, so why don't you, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and what you do? Sure. I'm a... Uh... <laughs> Pilot, ice climber, you know, mountain biker, skier, kayaker guy from Canmore, Alberta, which is the Rocky Mountains way up north. And yeah, you can freeze your nuts off here pretty much. You know, twelve. <laughs> freeze really get off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. So yeah, it's a cool place and and uh, a lot of great stuff here. Great mountains, pretty wild place too. It's not not a lot of people. And for the last twenty some years, I've been out doing adventure sports of one kind or another, and coming up with cool trips, and then going and doing them. Sick man, sounds great. So, um, so how did it all really begin? Because obviously, um, there's always a story behind these crazy lives that people live, and it's not the average life. You know, it's definitely you know you're you're a you're kind of wild man, adventurous man. So, how did it? What 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 began all this um, quest for adrenaline and, and and adventure? Well, I think the the quest for adventure started really early. You know, my parents were climbers and and I grew up in the mountains and getting out and our average weekend involved climbing a peak and getting lost and, you know, having some kind of adventure before we got home. So I grew up outdoors in the mountains doing stuff. And then I got into the sports on my own in my teens and then moved to Colorado and unwisely got a job, you know, and ended up publishing magazines and doing qualitative market research and running an events company. And kind of turned into a serious yuppie. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> then I, uh, and I was also competing in sport climbing competitions and paragliding comps and other stuff during that period. So it was like a, I was always doing adventure stuff. I just had another job. And then I was 29. I woke up one day and I was like, right, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go do this stuff full time. And that was 20, 20 some years ago and I'm still going at it. So life is great. Wow. Mm. That's sick, man. That's a funny thing. I mean, so many people out there in the world would get to the age that you are at 29 years old and think mm. that, you know, they're so entrenched in what they're doing and they've got a nice job and they've got a bit of security and so on and so forth. And I bet, you know, everybody's probably had that point in time where they're like, you know what, I want to f- throw all this in because yeah, this is not what I'm passionate about. 100%. But nobody really pulls the trigger and, and, and goes and does it, mm. you know. So what what was it that what was it that actually got you across the line because that's a big thing to do when you when you you sound like you're pretty living a pretty comfortable yuppie-ish existence <laughs> yeah it was good <laughs> yeah so what 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 was it that actually pushed you over the edge and thought you know what fuck this life that I'm living i mean there's more out there i want to do what i what i'm passionate about I think it was realizing at 29 that i wasn't going to be able to keep doing this stuff forever Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, if I'm going to make a go of this, if I'm going to try and really do something with these sports, then I'm going to have to do it now. I didn't want to be 
you know, my line to myself at the time was, I don't want to be 50 and, and doing what I'm doing now. And I worked with great people and it was a, I was a really cool job. And, and at the same time, I was like, this is, I don't want to define my life around um, going, going to the office. And, and it was, I liked doing business deals. It was great. I was doing a lot of that. It's not like yep. it was boring, you know, like that's hard stuff. And to do it yeah. well is, is challenging. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to go and really see the world and, and travel and see if I could make it work. It was a challenge, mm-hmm. you know. And weirdly enough, the business stuff that I've been doing at the time was really instrumental in that. I would never have been able to do what I do now if I hadn't spent the time learning how to sell and how to yeah. do marketing and listen to people and drop proposals that made sense and weren't just illegible scrawls. <laughs> here's yeah. what I get, here's what you get, and let's do something cool together, you know. Yeah. It, it, so it was, it, was, it was the right time, man. You had to go and do it. That's cool, man. Epic. So when you got um when you got into this uh when you got into this new period of your life when you were twenty nine, what was the first kind of stuff that you were doing? Were you was it your ice climbing? Was it your paragliding? Like what was the what was the transition and what were some of the first things that you went out and tried to set up and try and do as a as that being your main your main focus in life? Well, the, well, the funny thing was I didn't really have a plan at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the best plan, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm still I'm running like, that plan. I've wrote about twelve yeah. of that business plans yeah. so far. No plan. Yeah. <laughs> and Jake, yeah. 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 Here's my here's my newest one. Yeah, excellent. I'm gonna yeah. No plan. <laughs> blank paper is a very good plan. You can get a, lot of <laughs> a blank piece of paper, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't even bad. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Like, and I think that was it. I was prepared to just, you know, if if it meant pulling espressos, which is something I'd done, or painting condos or whatever it took, I was going to go and do it. Mm. And and it was just that radical commitment to the idea of of trying to make something happen. And once I did that, then doors started opening and and it worked out. But I was like, I'm going to go and do this, or I'm going to, I'm either going to go down in flames, and, yeah, or it's going to work. And and when you go at things with that attitude, it's a very sort of samurai here we go yeah. attitude. And then, you know, I sold my house. I got divorced. Like shit went sideways. Oh, yeah. um, that's what it took to, to make a reinvention. And I, mm. I don't recommend that path to everybody. That's just what mm. it took for me to go there. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely get divorced. <laughs> Even if you're not married, get married and get divorced. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, no relationship advice here. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> Everybody tries to add shit to life. We're going to add this and it's going to be great. We're going to add this and we're going to, and we're all running in circles. But in reality, the most powerful things are to cut stuff away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And, and I need to apply that now. Life's gotten a bit complicated again, but it's a really good. Don't tell Sarah out in the, out in the, out in the laundry, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're divorced. You made it before. <laughs> hey, Will, um, so much of what you just said um, resonates with me. Like, um, I don't think it was directly by watching the documentary, The Minimalists, um, on Netflix, but just becoming a minimalist and downsizing. I mean, I just um, had my car towed and scrapped, and I just have a push bike now. And, and like, I own nothing except a computer and some clothes because I want to create this life where my routine is to not have a routine and kind of do a similar thing to you, just travel the world. But, mate, it's just the most freeing experience of all time. It just feels so good. Yeah, it's the best. Um, so where was the first place you went to when you decided that like, this is what, not what you want to do? Where did you book that plane trip to? Well, you know what? I didn't have any, I, I sort of didn't have any money because I couldn't go anywhere to be honest with you. <laughs> so no but I, Yeah, but what I did have was time. 
And, and, you know, I forget what song it's from, but there's the, there's the great song is freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. Mm-hmm. And, and you hit that spot and you, it's incredibly freeing. You can do whatever the hell you want because most of the things that are actually fun and cool don't cost that much money. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I did is go sit in the desert for a month and a half and fly by paraglider as far as I could mm. every day. And I learned how to really fly at a level that I never had before. And that led to a world record. And then the other thing I did is go and climb ice and, and do this mixed climbing thing that I was really interested in 150 days. So I flew about a hundred days that, that year, maybe a bit more. And I climbed at least a hundred days and paddled and, and just did this stuff. And then I picked up some consulting work on the side and just all of a sudden it was kind of all hanging together, but it was a, uh, it was just that freedom to choose what you're going to do. Wake up in the morning and go, right, what is the coolest thing I can do with this day? Mm. And then once I got some more money, then I could travel more. And it was like, right, I was off to Iceland and where you guys just came back from, right? Mm, mm, yeah, 100%. Yeah, cool culture there. So I got hooked up with those guys. Those, are, those people are tough. They're Vikings, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're fierce, eh? Did you run into some fierce ones? Well, what? Can, can what imagine, man, Tommy, everyone's fierce. Everyone's fierce, yeah. <laughs> We're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reddish, orangely tinged beards, yeah. scare me. Yeah, you know? that's right, yeah. Anything yeah it's wilding style. Anything out of the house scares me. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention that people with no beards scare me also. Yeah. And, um, anyway, sorry, we're getting a, a little bit off track. Um, so, <clears throat> so when you started doing all these things, Will, so... I'm um, getting into like, that a um, product placement there, Will. <laughs> What's no, that? Drinking a Red Bull. I'm gonna go train. As soon as we get off of here, I'm gonna go train. Ah, oh, nice one. Gives you wings, bro. He's a wingsuit. We're gonna hide that. But it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Just under mother coat. So, so Will. So, when you're going out there and you're doing these things, so um, you, you're out and you're, you're exploring your new adventures with your ice climbing and your um, your para, paragliding. Um, so, how do you control? And especially when you're starting out doing it, when you're, when you're really getting your, your foot in the door and you're really testing your own skills, how do you control the fear that comes along with this? Or are you one of those people that just actually one of those freaks of nature that doesn't really have the fear? To talk to us about that because that's the most fascinating thing in this whole, this whole thing for me, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I have no fear. I'm like, you know, I've got ice running in my veins. I wish that shit were true because when I was younger, well, I, when I was younger, I was never the like boldest kid. Like I would, I would, you know, jump my bike and I would be like, okay, let's start at like one inch and move up here. You know, it's like we'll start yeah. that high. Yeah, Other yeah. kids be like, we got this, and they'd huck. Um, but I, I do have a lot of fear and anxiety. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that that's actually one of the reasons I'm, I can do what I do, and that I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so how I deal with the fear and anxiety is to, is at the, you know, when I was younger, I tried to just ignore it. And I'd sit at, you know, in a big drop, right above a big drop of my kayak and I'm listening to it roar and I'd puke in the eddy. I was so freaked out. Wow. This is bullshit. And what I figured as I got older is like, was to listen to that fear. And if I were really afraid, and there's a difference between being nervous about doing something new and concerned about that and being afraid. If you're like afraid that you're going to die, then you should probably not do that. Yeah, like ratchet down, you know? sure. don't go do that. And if I'm having that fear, then I step back and I try and develop more competence or more confidence about what I'm doing. And then it's good. You know, I still paddle a lot of class five and, and I'm, I'm concerned and I'm switched on. And that fear tells me to get my shit together and pay attention for yeah. sure. But it's not that I'm, I'm not there for that level of like terror and, and, um, 
staring into the abyss, I know I've got a very good shot at pulling this off in good form and mm-hmm. not getting beat down. So I, I talk about like embracing your fear. You got to like walk over and be like, Hey man, what's going on? You know, and give it a big hug and yeah, walk yeah. in a circle with it and dance with the thing until you're like, you know, Hey, we've got this figured out, you know? Yeah. And then like every time I felt fear and I've pushed through it, I'm like, I'm going to conquer my fear today. I'm going to finally do this. Usually it's ended up poorly. Mm-hmm. Like YouTube is full of people with really high confidence. Like, dude, I got this. Hold my camera. You know, got a camera, hold my beer. YouTube's full of that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't have the confidence to go with it, then yeah, you'll end up on the fail reel. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not where so you want to be in life. No, not, not at all. So what about, um, what about acutely like right before the moment of, do you do any like any sort of breathing, any sort of like, like right before you're about to take off or right before you're about to start climbing? Is there anything that you do or you've already done all that pre, you know, mind work and, and, and stuff beforehand or you, you're pretty well set to go? So I try to do all that work beforehand so that I've, I've got it dialed. And, and the tool that I use for this over and over again, like I don't know if you guys have this where you live, but there's all these people running around with this book called The Secret. Yeah, I know. My girlfriend is obsessed about the secret. Right. Yeah. This stuff is careful. That will screw your relationship up because (laughs) all this stuff is, it's like the positive power of positive thinking and think about the things that you want and be who you want to be. And it's all going to be great. This is bullshit. Like the universe is out to fucking kill you. (laughs) You know that, you know, to to quote the fight club line until you know that you're useless. (laughs) So how I look at it is like the positive power of negative thinking. It's like, what are all the things that are going to kill me? How am I going to deal with them? Do I actually feel good about this? Is this risk even worth taking? Mm. You know, getting hammered and driving my truck home is not generally worth that risk. You know, mm. it's a stupid idea. It's going to make me better. <laughs> right, it is. <laughs> yeah. People do it every day. They make a bad risk call. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, if I'm going to climb Niagara Falls, I put years of my life into organizing that. I put tremendous hours into getting good at climbing ice and yeah i'm scared before i go i'm i'm switched on i'm thinking about it but at that point it's it's go time and i'm going to look at the things that will help me succeed not all the extraneous stuff Mm. Mm. so just to play devil's advocate though is that not a form of positive thinking you know some people call me negative but they're not positive and i think you just did that (laughs) yeah yeah i'm getting negative and positive mixed up (laughs) (laughs) It it, it is positive when you go for it. We're all super positive in this game, right? People who Mm. do interesting stuff in life are positive. It's like, this will be great. I will go and climb a huge mountain that has like massive avalanches pouring down it. And this will be great. Mm. There's an inherent positivity in in joy and and seizing life and going out and doing Mm. really cool stuff, right? Like that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The trick that is to like, yeah, to try and survive that, right? And figure out a cool way to navigate it. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's um I think it's a there's a really important sort of difference or distinction that we can make here is that like the difference between positive thinking and manifestation and doing that yeah, but yeah. also being ignorant of the dangers of like you said the universe and all that sort of stuff like I think it's I, I think it's cool to you know go and go and embrace or or face a fear that is like a, a personal fear for you because you know on the other side you're going to get this overwhelming sense of, of fulfillment and happiness to it. But then there's another thing by going, ah, oh, you know, just being completely ignorant of all the bad stuff in the world. And I think that's where people get misconstrued with things like the secret, and, you know, where people go, oh, if I just keep thinking happy thoughts and, you know, candle the negativity, nah, like that's ignorance is yeah. never a good thing. 
But it, it's about being aware of those negative things, but then embracing that and then moving through that at the same time. You know, I, I think a big part of the, the whole sort of manifestation attraction complex is that if you just think about this stuff that it happens, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you get out of bed and you work your ass off. Yes. It's like you, you have a goal and it's like, yeah, you think about it because you're trying to make it happen. Exactly. You're not like, I would like a new Mercedes. And, and, and you know, you think about that every day. Right. If I really want that Mercedes, I'm going to need however many thousand dollars and I'm going to go right. do ABC and I'm going to, you know, get there. And it's a, it's, it's mysticism versus like focused effort. And I, I guess I respect focused effort and I don't respect mysticism very much at all. Mm. So, so Will, let me ask you, um, because to the outside looking in, and this is obviously nobody's in your shoes, nobody's done the training, nobody's done the research, nobody. So, but the outside looking in, somebody that watches one of your um, Red Bull clips of climbing Niagara Falls or um, flying one of these crazy, um, what's it called? Uh, sorry, I keep forgetting the... But everything that everything that everything that you do to an un, to an untrained observer, to the untrained eye, looks ridiculously risky. Mm. Right? So so talk to talk to us about like when is you have to use ice climbing for example, because like that's to me that just it's it's so it's, it seems so risky. So mm-hmm. I think that's our best example. Where do you, how do you draw the line of like, okay, I really want to push this to the extreme. I'm, I'm one of the leaders in the world. You know, I'm, I'm a sponsored athlete. I'm, I'm trying to motivate and inspire people. You know, you've got that and I'm sure that, that you can get carried away. You have to be very careful of, right, the risk here is just too fucking, too wild. Like where, where do you draw the line? How do you make that distinction? I think I think what you're talking about is really accurate. When when, you, when people see what I do, they're like, "That's way out there." Yeah. And and if if that were my first time going ice climbing, yeah, it would be batshit crazy. Yeah. But I have 35 years of whacking icicles behind me. I have thousands and thousands, and you know, the Malcolm Gladwell idea of 10,000 hours to get some knowledge of something. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got at least that many hours of of climbing icicles and flying paragliders and yeah. doing these other sports. So. People, you know, I, I totally agree with people. If they were to, you know, look at what I'm doing it, it, and try to do it, it would it would be lethal for me too. The, the difference is that I do have that background, and when I spool up to climb Niagara Falls, it's that much further than the huge pyramid that's underneath it. Mm. So it's it's it is that competence thing and developing those, developing real skill and understanding, and then. You know, the, the, the flip side of that, what people don't see a lot in all these videos is I run away a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I'm really good at that when things yeah. aren't going right and, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, my heart's pounding and things aren't good. I pull the plug because mm-hmm. that's where you're going to get bit off. That and, mm-hmm. and not paying attention to the mundane shit that kills you. Those are the two areas people seem to get it. So, yeah, I totally love agree with you from the love outside. Love that kills you. <laughs> Falling through a glacier. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's mundane well, for Will. It. Yeah, it's very mundane. It's mundane. Totally yeah. <laughs> it's mundane. Well, it, I remember the last time a glacier tried to kill me, the mundane yeah. bastard. <laughs> um, hey, Will, so what about, um, and I know, you, you know, depending on how close this is to, to your heart and like how, how bad the experience may have been, tell us about it. Is there, is there a time that you've learned some really serious lessons from, from actually pushing too hard? And like, has that happened in, across the journey? Like, has there been some sort of crazy adventure that hasn't really gone to plan and you've had to go like, fuck, Will? You know? Well, I think pretty much nothing goes according to plan that I do. So the first yeah. thing is it's like, oh, this isn't going according to plan. Therefore, the plan needs, you know, needs a quick reevaluation. And, and, and there's, again, that idea of seeing things as they are. 
it's that Buddhist idea. So there I'm getting all mystical and I'm a hypocrite. But if you don't pay attention to what's going on and, and adapt your plan, then, then there's a problem. And, and I saw that from a very early age. Most of the people who taught me how to climb died. That's the reality. Oh, yeah. When I was eight years old, I skied into a valley with my dad. And these guys came skiing by us. And my dad was like, right, today it snowed a lot. We're going to stay down low in the valley. We were with a couple of friends. We're going to ski the trees today. These guys kept cruising up the valley and they got taken out by a big avalanche and three of them died. Oh, so, you know, and, and, and I'm eight years old. My dad's like, right, ski out. And it's like five or six K out in winter in the Canadian Rockies, flag down a car and get a rescue going. And, you know, I did. And then I'm watching the body bags fly overhead. Whoa. And that leaves a mark, man. You're eight years old and you may not get it all, all figured out, but it's very clear that the mountains are real yeah. and it's not just huck your meat and, and smile. It's like, all right, even if you do everything to the best of your ability, you can make mm -hmm. errors. But yeah. yeah, that set the tone. I think I've understood the equation on a little bit deeper level, maybe than somebody who came into it later in life. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Mm. It's a very similar yeah. life, very similar life. Uh, and, and Alec, I suppose, we've got a friend, a uh, great friend of mine. He's been on the show a couple of times, Tom Sirikowski, who's a skydiver. And he, uh, all his mentors, I mean, my, being f mates with him on Facebook is really sad because every, uh, every, every three months he's putting up a, a, a tribute post to a great friend or mentor mm -hmm. who, you know, was, was a, uh, that, that's died from, from doing what they love, you know, because he's in the base jumping as well a lot. Siri oh, doesn't man, base yeah. jump, but, but skydivers also a lot of the time yeah. are the ones that are base jumping. So... Um, I just can't imagine how it would be, you know, it, it's so people like you are very interesting to me, Will, because it's like, and I kind of asked the question before, but it's like, when is, when is the juice worth the squeeze, you know, because the squeeze yeah. can be, can be fucking brutal, mm. you know? So yeah. it's, it's very fascinating, um, <clears throat> fascinating to me. So what's, what about say, what's your, what's the, in everything that you've done so far, aside from like crazy adventures, what's like the most? What's the what's the best? Spit it out, mate. What's the best adventure you've had? <laughs> what's what's the best one? What's the best adventure? What's yeah, the thing that you're I'm most proud of? It. <laughs> what's the what's the thing that you're most proud of in all your uh, in all your climbs and all your all your adventures? Um. Well, I think I. I mean, I don't get all that proud about stuff. I'm, I'm quite happy that it succeeded and, and that, you know, but the, the one thing I try to like do in all my adventures and I've been reasonably successful at is, is make sure everybody comes home at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, I've never had anybody die who was on one of my trips or on one of my crews. And I'm going into places where people do take risks to be there. Yeah. And, and we've got to work as a team to make sure that, it works well and that, and that we manage those risks as best we can. And so, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm happy to have gotten records and won lots of competitions. That stuff's great. And, you know, I saved some trophies and sometimes, you know, it's like, ha ha, <laughs> at least I won that one. Yeah. It's nice. But the, the thing I'm like, all right, you know, that represents the, the hard work and that my, hopefully my attitude and, and I want to keep it sharp like a knife every day is that at the end of the day, I want everybody to go home that I'm, that I'm out on these, that I'm out with. And so far I've been able to hold that. And some of that's luck. I've had some good luck when I needed it. I don't bullshit myself. Mm. But overall, it's, uh, you know, if you approach these things with a, with a cautious attitude, you know, and, and a high level of competency and respect and willingness to change how you look at the world really fast, 
then, then I think it's beneficial. Mm. Hey, um, so have you actually ever had a, a near-death experience? Yeah, I've had several near-death experiences and I hate them. They suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, did, Can't this... imagine that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be great, man. I had a beer. <laughs> well, the, the, I think that's something. The, the near-death experience is always really a drink linked to adrenaline. Everybody's like, oh, you, you love adrenaline. It's a great drug. And it's like, no, adrenaline is a shit drug. Mm. Adrenaline's actually not a very, you know, when you almost die and you get that huge rush of adrenaline and you're like, or you're driving your car along and all of a sudden you like lock it up and barely miss the car in front of you or the ute or whatever in your country. And you're like, and then it all sorts itself out. You're like, you're like shaking in the, in the, in the, in the beside the road, like, ah, you know, it's, it's shit. Mm-hmm. And when you have a near death experience and that happens, then you've really, really, really screwed up. Adrenaline's not what I'm after. It's doing mm-hmm. really cool things. Well, Mm-hmm. So my next question off that is um, you hear a lot of people, uh, specifically um, soldiers and, and um, you know, war news reporters and things like that, and they, they're in this environment that's just so full of adrenaline yeah. and, and anxiety really to, to keep you safe. Um, when you come back from these experiences, what's your sort of mental stability like, you know, when you just come back uh, for, for home time and stuff? Because a lot of people experience PTSD and they experience like, you know, mental health issues because they're just so used to being in such a stress, stressful environment. Then when they come back, there's nothing to stress about. So th- that mindset goes and goes internally, you know? Uh, that's, that's a really interesting question. It's something I pondered because having been in these environments a lot and like you, you, you say, Bill, you're, you're a friend of the skydiver. It's like the only people that I could talk to that do have do that do lose friends and get this um, are people who are, are things, you know, emergency personnel or um, soldiers of one stripe or another military, mm. they, they get the program really fast. So like they, they, they understand where you've been and, and um, I don't pretend to understand their world, but I get some of the, the feelings and I think it's a really good analogy and you can't take the, the way you operate in the mountains back to civilian life it doesn't work that way and if you try to do that you're gonna really it's not gonna work well at all but um i you know i think that the short answer is yeah there are a lot of mental problems in in these extreme sports for sure Mm. that's probably part of the reason that people get into them you know i'm not normal i know that (laughs) we know that we've only known you about 35 minutes mate we know that yeah we were gonna say (laughs) you're weird as fuck (laughs) (laughs) like i'm good with that now it was a little hard for challenging at 15 but now i'm like i get it Mm. but there are a lot of people like me in the world and in the military and in high stress Mm. occupations that need really engaging shit going on Totally. And if we don't get it in positive ways, we're going to get it in negative ways. Mm. So it, we need places, especially for, for younger guys, to, to find those types of environments. It's, it's, it's almost like we're missing rites of passage. You know, we've got incredible rates of drug use, incredible rates of, of crime and, and problems among young males all over the world right now. Mm. And I think we probably need to stop saying the problems with them and fix our culture so that we can get people out into these environments. When your body's like humming with testosterone and you're mm. 19, man, you need something to happen now. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, always, I'm always humming. Yeah. So, so what are your, um, what are your strategies then to keep you sane when you, when you're not out in those uh, adrenaline rush environments? Well, I, it's interesting for, for me, that is my, I'm outside doing something most days. I'm out for a okay. run, I'm out for a climb, I'm out for a ski, I'm out for cool. a mountain bike. And, and they're not super high adrenaline. They're just really interesting and, and fun places to be. 
And if I don't do that, then I get surly. And everybody's like, go outside and do something. You know, you're a pain in the ass right now. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so I get out there and, and, and I've, I've, that's what I need in my life. I'm not happy. Mm. I need to go to the hotel room. I fly into New York for the day to do something. I need, I go to the hotel room and, or the hotel gym and I I do my best to destroy it. Mm -hmm. I need that. Or I just (laughs) go there and, yeah, (laughs) or stretch or, or whatever. But I, I, you know, work on some mobility stuff. I need something physical pretty much every day or I'm, Mm. I'm not super functional. Mm. That's cool. Hey, we'll, um, we know we've got to get you out of here at some point. We've got a, a thing that we normally finish off with. It's six from six. So it's three rapid fire questions from me, three rapid fire questions from Tommy. Sweet. Sweet. Good to go. My yeah. first question is your favorite travel destination, favorite place you've been on the planet that you just couldn't recommend more highly. Uh, any place I haven't been, you know, you can spin the globe. The world's a really cool place. Wherever you end up, it's going to be rad. You should quit your job and go right away. Nice. Yeah. Like yeah, with adventure with travel. So I love that. Any place you've been. Any place I haven't been. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure if you understood the question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's the thing, right? The rear view mirror is not that interesting. It's like it's a learn about yourself, don't fuck up the same way, move forward here, right? Okay. Well, well, my next question, I know exactly what the answer to my next question is gonna be. My next question is your dream destination, somewhere that you haven't been, that's absolute top of my list. I'm going back to Greenland to explore under the Greenland ice cap. So he says somewhere that you haven't been. And he says the place that he's been and somewhere. Oh, shit. Where, where, they're all back to front in Canada. <laughs> oh, I, I, the I water flushes any clockwise. I haven't really, well, I haven't been that. That's where I'm going that I haven't been, baby. So oh, shit. Saying. I just rolled. I just, <laughs> just rolled out. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, we're all good, dick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so my last question, Will, is any book that you like to recommend to people can be a comic book, can be a novel, can be a biography, anything that's really taking you that you like to rec- recommend anything Jim Harrison wrote and anything Cormac McCarthy wrote the crossing by Cormac McCarthy is probably the best adventure book out there ever. I've read, um, I read the road when I was, uh, on a surf oh, yeah. trip in the Mentawis in Indonesia a few years ago. Mm. Fuck me. That's a good book. That's, that's bleak as shit. That's, oh, that's the bleakest book ever written. The, the writing is incredible. That's about a futuristic dystopia. Uh, yeah, it's like it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. a pop. Yeah. It's like uh, the world. I think they made a movie out of it. Yeah, yeah, they made yeah. a movie. Movie's really good too. Yeah, I've seen the movie. Yeah. Well, read, read the read the crossing, man. That book is about a couple of kids who go out to Mexico and get slapped upside the head really hard by life. Yeah, and yeah. It is it is rad. It's it's you think you've had an adventure? Read that book. It's like oh yeah, cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, nice one. Um, yeah, Tommy, you're up. Hey, Will, what do you like to do in your spare time? Um, pretty much the same thing I like to do in my not spare time, which is get outside <laughs> with friends and do cool stuff and, uh, you know, hang out with my family, hang out with my kids. My kids and I try to have one adventure every weekend. Sweet. And, uh, awesome. So yeah, that's pretty much life is life right now. There's not a lot of differentiation. Uh, what about a role model? Who's somebody you look up to? Anybody who's trying to do something cool with their lives, whether they're, uh, whether it's, it's restoring the car, the car in their garage that they're laying fiberglass on and stoked on or, you know, changing life around and heading off on a big adventure. I admire anybody who's trying. Getting a divorce. <laughs> yeah, well, good good one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> and, uh, Will, I'm actually really pumped to, um, to hear the answer to this one. But um, uh, if you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, uh, who would they be and, and why? Three people to dinner and we get to share all of our knowledge. Yes. Just have a fucking awesome discussion. Fuck, you know what I, I would like? I would probably, 
it, this is going to be a weird ass answer. I'm going to go lateral on you again. Yeah. But I would, I would love to have myself at like 16. Okay. That's cool. Cause, cause you could, I could sort some shit out that I didn't yeah. know at 16, right? I'd be like, all right, this doesn't matter that much. But yeah. This doesn't matter over here. So much, you so much porn. <laughs> yeah, like, don't worry about that. She, you know, she doesn't matter. Well, she matters a lot as a human being, but in terms of your- <laughs> yeah. 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 Careful, careful, careful there, Will. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll that back, do not right? matter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. but you know, I, the things you care about so much, you know, like, but like music does. And then, and then maybe like myself at 80, because I'm, I'm sure I'm totally screwing it up in interesting ways right now. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and dial me in. And then I, w- I would love it if you could throw in any sort of like uh, any sort of deity. I would just love if there are one of them out there. Cause I've got questions like, are they really all knowing and all capable? And if so, why are they letting the world be so screwed up? Yeah. Or so are true. they sadists? Is that the answer to that? Like I yeah, want to know. Right. So, and yeah. then they could sort me out too. They could be like, right, here's where you blown it. If they were all <laughs> I love it. So 16 year old yeah. Will, still watching too much porn. 8 year old Will, still watching more porn. Daddy Will, yeah, still exactly. blowing. <laughs> like you're, you're really not paying attention to the thing. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've got porn in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what you guys got on the screen there other than me. Yeah. <laughs> Simply no Will get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be a porn star. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, great, man. That's awesome. And um, finally, Will, where can people find you? Anything you want to plug? Um, go for it. No, I mean, I hope people get out and, and do what they're passionate about. And, you know, outdoor sports are mine, but everybody's got something cool they can go and do. And, and I wish people luck with it. Um, if they want to hire an expensive and surly guide or, or book me as a speaker, I'm at willgad.com and, and – uh, Happy to you know talk and fire emails back. I do respond to all my emails sometimes slowly, as you guys know. <laughs> I, I owe a huge debt to everybody that taught me how to do these sports and showed me a bit of their time in life. So I, I do try to give people information or ideas or whatever I can back. I think that's pretty important. Right. So fire me an email and I will get back to you. <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's great. All right. Well, uh, awesome, Will. Thanks so much for coming on the show, brother. Thanks for having me. Sorry for the first battle and uh, appreciate your flexibility and come to Canada. We got snow, we got elk, you know, things are interesting here. Yeah, yeah 100%. We should. It's on the top of the list for yeah. sure. Yeah, you should talk to Travel Alberta. Obviously you guys have something going on, but they have money and, um, and yeah, talk to them. I bet you can make something happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, believe it or not, Canada, we're about three and a half years nearly since our first ever trip we ran. And Canada's been right at the top since day one. It was out of... Iceland, New Zealand, and the third place for our first trip was Canada. They were the three I wanted because I, I feel like they're the most beautiful, picturesque, like mm. adventurous place you can go. And, and we still haven't made it there. I haven't made it there personally. We haven't made it there as a company, but we absolutely will. And maybe we'll hit up um, Tourism Alberta or whatever you, whatever, whatever you say. Yeah, Travel Alberta. I mean, you always got to get creative to make this stuff work. I'm sure you guys are playing that game some. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Drop a line and, and, I, and I'll try to hook up with some people there or something. And Sweet it's going to be something cool in Canada. This place is yeah. awesome. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. Your neck in the woods, I'll give you a shout. Yeah, cool. That's great. Sweet, Will. Well, thanks again. And uh, that's a wrap. All righty, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please go ahead and subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, please do us a favor and leave us a rating and review. really helps us climb the iTunes charts and it really helps us um, keep this podcast running long into the future. Also, guys, head to www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash radio to check out all the show notes. Anything that was mentioned in the show will be linked there. And last but not least, check out audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio. You get your one free audiobook and 30 days free trial. Then head to adventurefittravel.com. Check out what we've got going on there, guys. 
Use the code word radio to get 10% off any and all of our trips. See you next week. <laughs>